0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Moms podcast. You're here with your hosts Lou and Dan. We are back, Dan. Hey, we are, how's 2024?
1: your
0: day? <gasps> yeah. Uh, my
1: day is really good, Lou. I'm um, I was just we I don't know if we haven't said this before, but before we do the podcast, Lou will often lead us in a little prayer just so that we're Mm -hmm. aligned with God and Source before we do the podcast. And just as we were doing it just now, um, I'm feeling really happy and I feel, I was just looking up at the clouds when you were doing our prayer, Lou, and I I feel that God or Source is really
0: with us right now and I'm feeling really uplifted actually. That is amazing for what we want if you, you feel that and we you know you have the access point when you use your words and your intention. That's all prayer is. You don't have to say something from the Bible or um some religious sense that you've been brought up into. It is really just opening the channel of allowing the energy in and mm. taking that for its highest good. And that's what we're talking so about powerful, today. We're talking about it. It's such a yeah.
1: simple um, simple thing that we do or that you do before the podcast. And it is very powerful, just the words, like you said. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you know I do good that today. Now. I've been doing that with my food. I've been, well, I've been anointing any item that comes into my house for the last few years. But I've really mm-hmm. been taking to prayer uh, when I have my food and when I'm about to go out in the car. And I'm even starting to do it now just with the kids as like a little Mm. two two lines before they go to bed as like a thank you for the day um just about you know it's it's as well you know bringing in the energy of presence and awareness too so Mm. yeah I'm a fan of that right now it's been a little practice that I bought in recently um yeah, so today is good. Today, today, we'll be honest, it's our re-record. We recorded this last week, guys, and mm. it, the sound wasn't the best. So we're here again, and we are, we're delighted anyway, because it's a great topic to talk about, because the energy for 2024, and I know we're like, what, six weeks in now, but mm-hmm. we can still take stock of what is happening, what is ahead, and what we are doing uh, shamanically and in parent life and as friends and as business people to align with what is ahead because it's a huge year I feel like every year everybody has this anticipation and this excitement when new year comes around and we're Mm -hmm. you know setting intentions, or we are making changes, progressively moving forward in ways for most of us to take stock and reevaluate our lives and try to put things in place that are going to maybe make things feel a little little better, make life look a little better. But we want to talk about availability of energy that's already there and how to harness that because that is really what uh, 2024 is available for. And yeah, we've been sitting on our own laurels, <laughs> gathering the energy, Dan, haven't we? You and I, we do we meet have. up and <laughs> we have chats about many things. Um, and since the podcast last year, I think was a, was a, was the last time we filmed uh, recorded an episode. Uh, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of changes, haven't there? So talk mm. about what you've been through. Tell me about what you, you've been up to. Tell the listeners.
1: Oh, well, I think it's interesting. Um, just quickly, you're talking about, you know, the end of the year and you're always thinking about the new year and how you'll change and like taking stock, which is a really good way of putting it. And um, it's so true. It is a really good time of the year to do that. And, you know, I think the fact that even though actually nothing has changed, you're just in the middle of summer and it's just one day from the old year to the new year. But then there's that nice, you know, that cyclical nature, like we've talked about before, whether it's the new year or it's summer solstice or winter solstice and just like using those using those cyclical kind of landmarks to um to really evaluate and yeah think about which direction you want to go in and yeah I love the new year for that reason and I had a really I did have a rocky start to the year though Lou as you know I saw I saw a dead crow on New Year's Day at a very sacred um, Mm. space of mine at my godmother's house and it was in the morning of New Year's Day and I sort of woke up with my gusto of it's 2024 and I'm going to see my godmother and have a big lunch and then this crow came along my path at about 10 a.m this sort of dead crow and to be honest I was sort of you know panicking a little bit because I am uh, I do see those omens and I do connect with them and I do feel that they are there that they are real (laughs) and um, so I was quite disheartened by that but then we did meet up Lou and you I was telling you about this because I was sort of feeling so bad about it and you were sort of reminding me that perhaps it's about a rebirth and obviously with every death there is a rebirth and perhaps this year really is about me completely leaving you know a lot of that old stuff behind and moving into a new year And then a couple of days later I um, got home and there had actually been a bird stuck in my house for three days and feathers were everywhere and poo everywhere and I was sort of a bit disheartened again. It just took me back to the crow and I felt that second bird came to remind me about the importance of the crow. So I got thinking about it again and I think that I am really being pushed at the moment with these omens to um, really – Think about this rebirth that's happening for me right now, and it's it's not something that happens overnight and it's been happening for quite some time, but this year I'm trying to just peel off those layers and really accept accept that ending of certain things and the beginning of new things and um, mm. so I think in a way those sort of signs are there, maybe just to direct you towards that and they're not necessarily know a bad sign or a good sign but more like a focus point I guess so um yeah and then right before we recorded the podcast last <laughs> week I saw a bird skeleton with a silver ribbon around its ankle so that was also really interesting and then obviously again another dead bird and um you know but somehow with this silver ribbon that was something sort of uh I don't know it, it wasn't so negative I, it was more it sort of had more of an uplifting sort of feeling. So I've mm, had a lot of bird I, I things going that. on. <laughs> which Ooh. I've had in the past when I had my spiritual awakening with the fairy wrens and the bird saga continues for Danielle, basically.
0: Well, it's an it's an easy one to relate to. They're they are everywhere. Even this morning you and I were together and their magpies were going crazy overhead uh which every time to be honest every time I am with you there is a lot of bird activity so um some people will have that you know they're totem animals as that way um Mm. I think I was just thinking then of new of new years I actually I was back in the, the UK in Ireland over Christmas and I had that trip planned for a while and it was a really um emotional emotionally charged trip I hadn't been back home in seven and a half years Uh, I hadn't seen my family in four and a half. So there was really a lot riding on it emotionally. And I think the longer that you're away from somewhere that is your home, the more charge there is behind it on the return, because you're building up all these things in your head. And I was really like, oh, my God, Mm. I haven't been there. I moved away for a reason. I was going back to Ireland and I hadn't lived in Ireland since I was 17 or 18. So that's a good, you know, good couple of decades away. And also Mm. we're very settled in Australia and we planned, well, I planned, it was me and the kids that went, my husband stayed here and we, I was coming back on New Year's Day. So our flight left Ireland on the 30th of December and we got back here on the 1st. So we were actually flying over the cusp of New Year's and the, we were flying over the North Pole uh, because we went on different Mm. airlines this time instead of going in the Middle East. So it was really very calm. Um, and I wasn't mm. thinking about it at all. I didn't think about New Year's. I didn't think about the date until the, the, we were getting off the plane, and the staff were like, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And we're like, oh, yeah, oh my goodness. Um, so we had no idea. Like that's so sort of celebration that you were North Pole. <laughs> I for know. New Year's, eh? That's I just so thought of that. Magic. Um, I know and on the way there too and you could look down and I never do this but my um. so the planes were really good and I was you know in a practical sense so we've flown back before you go usually via the Middle East it's very busy planes there's a lot mm. of different um people on there that are very abrupt with the staff and can often mm. be very rude just downright rude and they're taking up a lot of space and we flew um with Japan Airlines and they were When we were going back, it was so quiet. The the plane was pretty empty. It was like half full. Mm. So we could go anywhere and you could have these seats. So my youngest wasn't sleeping. We were going over and looking out the window, flying over all these countries. And you could see like the lights of all these cities, which I'd never done on a night flight. I've never looked out Mm. the window and seen what's down there. So we were flying across like Russia and Siberia and all these places, just looking down. And I'm like oh my goodness, everyone is there celebrating their own version of New Year's, whatever that looks like culturally, Mm. whatever that looks like in, you know, a family even, doesn't have to be the town celebrating. So I was really like up in the air at like, whatever, 30,000 feet. And just Mm. having this sort of like, oh, look down there, you know, oh, wow. And I was sort of really, I was emotional from leaving Ireland because I had such a lovely time Mm. with my family and everything so I wasn't really thinking about the change of the year but it but I did have that feeling of I feel so connected because I've seen my family I feel so connected to the world because mm. I've just been at home and I was also, you know, you when you move away and you're a migrant in a place. I have Australia, we've been here over a decade now, so you call it home, but I've also got a home in Ireland, but I've also got a home in England because I lived there for 13 years mm. and I have lots of friends there, my husband's family is there and we've been to see everyone and I had such this strong sense of Oh my goodness, I have three places that I can call home. Home where I can just go and dump my bags and mm. people love me and I just feel comfortable. And I felt so lucky. That was my sort of sense of going into the year. I just felt really like oh, oh that's so nice. You know, it's, it was a really like beautiful, strong emotion to lead with. Mm. Um, and especially, you know, I think everyone had a big 2023. When I speak to my clients, my community, my friends, It feels like it was a really topsy-turvy year in a summary Mm. that you could say that, you know, the shit hit the fan. But Mm. in that, that, you know, crossing the threshold into 2024, I feel like you just finalized whatever those emotions were at the end of the year. And then, yes, a rebirth into 2024 in the sense that, Okay, my version of that is maybe identity, or is it a feeling of uh, deeper truth of yourself, more authenticity, uh, a, a bedding in more of what your abilities are, your career? Where are you going with that? So I really feel like it's built the last few years, has been this sort of bedrock of what is happening, is being earthquaked and shaken. And now we're going into mm. 2024 and it's like, right, build upon those seeds that you have planted, the new ones. And they're, they're, they're like taken off. So we're six weeks in and I'm sure people can feel it from like the 1st of Jan to now, what's worked, What maybe what hasn't worked, but what's worked is really working. Like it's really strong, it's grounded and it's, it it feels like it's almost like pushing you forward, like a wind behind your back and mm. yeah I feel like just taking stock of the emotions and the the feelings that we sort of brought into this year and what we could have shed towards the end of last year um personally for me that has been the catalyst for things that are moving me forward into this year mm. uh, and it's mm. certainly different like 2023 20, 20, to 2024 20, um mm. but I want to talk about it as well how about the you know shamanically we are living shamanic lives in a shamanic world (laughs) and we use our practices. You know, we've talked about them all in the, on the podcast. We have our intuition and, you know, our shamanic journeys and different ways of dealing with um, applying shamanic ways into a busy, well, full life, lots of scheduling going on for you and I. What are your Mm. main practices that you're taking forward into this year?
1: Well, I have started getting back into um, getting back into yeah shamanic journeying again. So, after sort of a really busy lead up to Christmas and everything, I sort of let that fall by the wayside. And it's funny when you do that because that really is for me doing those journeys and going into that journey space. Whether you're doing a blind journey or you're journeying into some part of your own emotional um, field, or you know whatever you're doing in that space if you're not connecting with that space regularly, you just start to feel a little bit lost. And I think that's how I have been feeling towards the end of last year. And so I have definitely started getting into that space again with the the theta waves and and trying to access that shamanic journeying space more, which has been really helpful. And another thing I started, which I've been talking about for months, Lou, as you know, is um, the moving meditation or yoga. So that's definitely something... Um, that I've started again at the beginning of this year, which has been so good for my body and my, you know, everything else, every type of body that you have, like the physical body, the spiritual body. And um, just on that, I was in a yoga class the other day and the Shavasana at the end where you're lying, you know, after doing all the hard work of the class, you're lying on your back for, you know, 10 minutes or so. My body was in this state of, I can only describe it as bliss. It was this state Mm -hmm. of just Pure relaxation, but relaxation doesn't even hit the description. <laughs> it's Your body just goes into this state that's undescribable. And I remember lying there thinking, just feeling my body in it, kind of not moving and thinking, just being in awe of how amazing um, and how you can get yourself into that state in a practice like yoga or any type of sort of moving meditation. I, so they're yeah, my two sort of that. main... Yeah. Well that's your work too, Lou. So um It I'm is sort yeah. of getting
0: with, more into problem. that now. But I, but I love when I hear other people saying it and they hit that, like they hit the nail on the head and they're like, That moment oh. where I felt that, I'm like, Yes, yes, you accessed it, you got there. Without yes. you know, going on some retreat into the Amazon and finding your way through ayahuasca, mm. you or whatever people are are doing these days. You're doing it through just simply committing to time for yourself. And there's always a process of wind down. Like I say this to people and they're like frustrated sometimes going into yoga or Pilates and they're halfway through the practice and they're just frustrated at their body, frustrated at their mind. But all you're doing is shaking off what's been held, what's been not held on you what you've absorbed in the day so you're just having this daily sort of shake off which is why it needs to be consistent and then you get to this point in the middle where you're like yeah I'm feeling really good I can do this you've hit that sort of high and then you have that like continuum and you get to a point towards like three quarters of the way towards the end where you're like why don't I just always do this? This is amazing. This is life. It's so true. I should do this every day. And I think what people need to understand is that starting point and that, you know, that crescendo up into the midpoint is the part most people don't want to do. And that can be applied to everything. It can be mm. applied to every practice that you have. Nobody wants to take the time in their calendar when they're busy and say, right, yeah. I'm going to take 20 minutes to lie down here and listen to this meditation or and all that uncomfortable part of getting into it. Same with yoga, showing up, bringing your mat, getting changed, mm. get, you know, all these things that have to get there. But the reward on the other end is subliminal you are finding parts of yourself continually discovering and also honing muscles in your body, not just physically, but consciously all the time, mm. coming back to it and starting to then just get that quicker access point every time. And, yeah, I, think, and I think it yeah, just gives I think you the, like, the
1: body awareness as well. Like uh, I think that's it for me. Like even the end of last year and transitioning to this year, I've been so up in my head trying to figure things out and, you know, and gone off my, away from my practices basically and then just realizing that, yeah, and like you said, often you think, okay, I don't have time to do my journey today or I don't have time to go to yoga, I'm too busy with work or with organizing the shopping list or, you know, that you're just always kind of replying to emails and there's a lot of like life admin, I guess, as, as a mum and we both have three kids. But I think setting that time aside and going back into your body is just so, so important and it is easy to, to come off the rails but to have that... Um, Yeah, just that body awareness and that timeout is really important for processing everything. And I was talking to the lady who owns the studio and um, she was talking about one of their clients that came and he was a a guy and he'd never done yoga before and he had really bad insomnia. And he came to the yoga studio and he laid down on the mat and he just started sleeping. And then he just (laughs) used to come to the classes and just sleep on the mat and they said they just let him sleep there for two or three hours and, you know, I've talked as well in the past about my experience with yoga with going through a breakup and just crying on the mat for months, just doing going through my practices mm-hmm. and opening all those muscles and energetic centres really is what you're opening as well. And letting all of that emotion come through you and out of you in something like yoga is just another example of how it's not just an exercise practice. It's I do include it um, and class it as one of my you know, it's not, not a shamanic practice, but it's a practice that keeps you connected. It keeps you pure. And, you know, with a lot of our Essene Shaman practices, they are about keeping your body pure, like the Nazarite method and, you know, all of these other sort of the, the mikvahs and things like that. And I think clearing, keeping those energy centers clear with a practice, like any type of moving meditation is like, I'm definitely focused on that in, in 2024.
0: I'm so happy that you you've got to that because it's just such an essential part. And I, you know, mm. I work in movement, so I, I I sing it from the rooftops. But I even for myself, you know, I move daily and I have my way of doing it. But I have found so recently I've been doing my journeys and I'm really I'm always moving in my body because when when you journey, the body is really the instrument that guides you into the knowledge of what is truly for you within the journey. So you will have um, an indicator usually in your body that's guiding you towards certain parts of the journey, something that's given you like a heck yes or something that does mm. feel, doesn't does feel right. Your body's always going to answer because your body has the knowledge. And as I move through journey, and I've always been that way, there's a bit, there's lots of movement in my body every time I do it. Even when I'm working for clients, I get the same thing. And recently I'd say the last two three months when I've been journeying I've been really stretching out and feel and I'm you know I do a lot of stretches when I'm teaching in Pilates I we incorporate the stretches in every class but I was getting this deep stretch from my heels to my hips and it was like the back of the legs were really lengthening out Mm -hmm. and it's almost like when you go into in yoga like a downward dog and that feeling like Mm -hmm. that, that distance from your hips to your heels. And I was really curious about it and I was in my journeys and I'm like, why is this happening all the time? Like I'm and it wasn't the because po- I wasn't pointing my toes. Normally when you have a full body stretch, arms above the head, legs pointing uh. out, you're pointing your toes. But this was really about pushing the heels away. So I'm uh. journeying on it. And I get the feedback that the channels are opening in the back of the body. So we have these chakra points that are all over our body. We have the seven main ones we've talked about. But the other points of chakra, currently, I'm needing to release energy out of these points, which are like nodes along the back of the thigh and back of the calves. And Mm -hmm. a lot of us carry tension in the calf area as well. So whether your calves Mm. are tight, small, long, whatever shape they are, uh, an extra requirement of energy release is through the the back point of the body. So I was like mind blown when I was doing this because I thought every time I'm doing this, I feel like 10 kilos lighter. I feel like I'm just floating mm. above myself. Um, so I've been incorporating a lot more of that and just letting it happen naturally as well because – we all build up no matter how long you have been practicing yoga movement and um, energetically shamanically it does not matter you have an accumulation of energy the more light that you allow in your body the more density has to be released so you it's a requirement mm. it's a basic requirement that you have some sort of practice that moves this out of you um so I'm really mm. exploring that everything I'm doing like I'm, I'm putting my legs up against the wall at night and I'm stretching out the back of my legs like multiple times mm. A day, if I'm standing. Talking to someone and pushing my heel on the ground, I'm lunging with my front leg. um So mm. I, yeah, I, I just find that's an ongoing discovery. It doesn't end. It doesn't stop at the point where you're like, right, nailed it, going three times a week now. That's me. Found it works for me. Fit it in three times. It's like, what more is there? What more is in that? Mm. And this is coming from someone I've been using movement practice for years as you know my career and things that I do. There is still mm. more to discover because all of this is tying in so much to all the bodies that you have not just your physical it is your emotional Mm. it is your mental and it is a hundred percent your spiritual and it's like this spiritual connection like when you find yoga or pilates or any type of mindful movement that you're accessing the breath as well it's like oh my Mm. god here you go it is the big cog in the machine that you can pull in and you can start to utilize even more so you walk away you have better breathing your posture is better and by the way your posture when you're holding yourself from the crown of the head you are allowing that flow of energy to come through you back into the earth mm. so that you're just walking in one line you know all that spinal fluid that's conducting up and down your body you are using it as this clear channel of source energy to flow through you back down into the earth mm. back up through you the ultimate bridge between heaven and earth so uh go yoga what a wonderful. i'm getting so excited when that you're you talking it. about
1: it lou i mean it's so true and i think it does fit into this rebirth stuff for me is, I mean, I just feel like I'm realising it when we're talking, but a lot of it has been that I haven't been doing any movement practice and I have had a lot of a lot of like trapped energy in my body and I haven't been connecting really on that level, you know, because it is, you can think about things and you can be up in your head mm. like mentally thinking about, okay, how am I going to do my spiritual practice? How am I going to connect this or that? And obviously thinking and processing things is important, but I think that's what I've also been missing is and just even doing a couple of classes, just releasing a lot of that old stuff, it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel lighter, like you said. And yeah, it's super powerful. Definitely going to keep
0: doing that. And I think committing yeah. that time for yourself... Yes. The commitment of time too, because as parents, as you know, we're running our own businesses, doing our own thing. It is so easy to let things slide and say, Mm. Oh, I'm just going to do this because it's better to get this thing done. Future me is going to be happy if I do this thing, because it's going to organize everything better for tomorrow. No, drop that crap. You want to get the 10 minutes minimum for yourself. And once you start to do that, you're going to have, it's going to be 15, then it's going to be 20, and then it's going to become essential. It's going to be like, right, everything else can wait until I carve this time out for me. Well, that's morning, noon or night. And everything's going to be better after it because of that. And I think most people stop at the line where they're like, I've got so much on my plate. I'm going to burn out and I don't have time to add this one more thing. And when really this is the thing that's going to make everything it's else feel better. It's so and true. Simple, you know, movements. So <laughs> it's so true we all know it we all know it yeah but it's just and I think another important part of that just what came through to me when you were saying about that is about boundaries in your life as well about what you are willing to put out as your worth and your self-worth versus what is expected Mm. of you as a muller as a business owner or working for someone um, and all these other parts of your aspects of your life that you're pulling in you really need to stand up to those boundaries and and choose yourself where are they like where are where is your boundary on your time where is your boundary on your energy where is your boundary on your money are you spending money on yourself are you just spending all your money towards Mm. what Mm. everybody else wants so it's those three things like time energy and money are your currencies that you're in control of and a lot of people forget that because Mm. we get into this cycle of um oh, well, you know, every week I do this, This is I've got to take the kids here to this activity and then we've got to go there and then we have play dates and then we do this. That's not really serving you. Are you going to be a better muller amongst all of that or are you going to feel depleted? Uh, to me, that's depleting if you're putting everybody else's needs first, really, when you step up yeah, and start to and own I, this little practice.
1: I think we've talked about that before in terms of that habitual living and that routine living and how that really blocks your ability to, be guided by synchronicities or intuition and to let your day kind of take you where it's supposed to go. So I think there's that definitely that element of overscheduling as well that um, you're not creating like open space for source to come in and to be guiding you and and um, for you mm-hmm. to be connecting and being pushed in different directions and things like that, which is where you need to go. So that's I think that's – you can just become stunted, you know, as as a woman and a mother or as a man if you're living in these like tight routines. You know, it's – it's just an awful way to live actually. It's so depleting. Um, it, it, it's, it's so depleting. Yeah, and I think people feel safe in this bubble, you know, okay, I go here and then I go there. And um but honestly, you've just I think it's just important to try to transition out of that way of thinking and, and be a bit more open and free and just see what comes in. And, you know, that's how I think my life has become truly magical, really, since, you know, having that way of thinking really since my early twenties. You have been able to be you know, really guided by that, and and let your life flow how it's supposed to go instead of
0: yeah, trapping yourself in this weird, sort of um, controlling it, yes. and, stuff. and getting lost, mm. down a, falling down a little hole and getting stuck there. Talking about synchronicities, what is have what has been happening for you recently? Have you had many come through? What what are they guiding you towards? What oh. are you seeing? What are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I was talking about this last week, and I have been having the synchronicities have have just amped up by tenfold I think since last year I've sort of been having you know I've had this bird stuff going on and then yeah I was talking about last week I had was talking about this old show like the days of our lives and then the following day I saw something about that on tv like really obscure things that you don't see every day that you couldn't say oh okay maybe that was just this or that you know really striking kind of synchronicities Um, and I have really been thinking about this because you know, I think with something like that, you're like, okay, what is that trying to tell me? But ultimately I think this particular one with this days of our live show, it took me back to the conversation I was having with my friend about when I was mentioning that show and then drawing me back to that thinking, okay, that was actually a really significant thing that just happened a couple of days ago. Maybe you want to think about that a bit more, reflect on a bit, a bit, how does that, is that impacting your life or, you know, the topics that were brought up or how the conversation affected you. So, I'm sort of, I don't know, I think for years I've been guided by synchronicities in terms of direction or I often used to say, and I still also believe that when you have synchronicities, it shows that you're on the right path. So it's like, you know, we've talked about before, like a little tick, like, yes, you're on the right path. You should have gone there today. You know, whatever's happening is good and you're you're aligned and you're in flow, you know, and by that I mean you're connected, you're you're flowing in the right direction, and your energy is connected to that source or God energy. So, but now I've sort of realizing the synchronicities are kind of—they're a bit more specific. <laughs> so I'm kind of able mm. to see that a bit more, which has been, you know, really nice. Like I went to the hairdresser yesterday, and it cost three. I mean, I hate to say this because hairdressers are just so expensive, but I only go four times a year. But the um, it cost three hundred and thirty-three dollars, and it came up on the machine. And I started saying to my hairdresser, who's this young guy, he's like a young DJ sort of guy. I was like, oh, Harrison, um, the angels are with us. The angels are here. And he's like, I- okay, Danielle, like what are you talking about? And I'm like, 333 is the amount on the machine. And I'm like, that means the angels are here right now. And and he's like, okay, see you in a few months. Um, but, no, he's actually super cool. And um, yeah. he's like, oh, he wanted to know more and, you know, even just – yeah, so I've, ha- I've had a few um, – I've had a few really nice synchronicities lately, but they've definitely amped up. How about you,
0: Lou? Has that happened to you this year? Oh, same, same. Yeah, so I was talking about mine, you know, the double eights or the triple eights, and I was seeing it everywhere, and Mm. I was just telling the kids in the car last week, and we were driving literally five minutes from home back, I said to the kids, look, my lucky number is 88 or triple eight. And we've seen probably six or seven regos of cars on the way home with that. I was like, look, look. And it was just, they just weren't looking by the end. They didn't care. They're like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> um, and then I started to, then because I was talking about that, it was everywhere. And I was noticing like things like mm. my own, um, what's it called? Your ABN? Is that, that's your, um. Is that what we call it? Your number, yeah, your tax yeah, number, business your number. Self-employed business mm. number. Yeah, my ABN mm. has it, it, it in it. One of my bank accounts is it. Does it, it. it. Things <laughs> I just never noticed, and I'm like, oh, yes, no, that's crazy. All these things, and I'm like. All week I'm picking up on it because I've been talking to the kids about it. And by the way, I was talking to the kids about it to talk to them about synchronicities and to get them to notice maybe numerology and things that are around them, but their own interpretations as well. I've sort of moved away from that or the angels part, or I used to think 333 was Jesus energy. So I always felt like Jesus was around and there was that high you know, healing energy about. But now I'm sort of like okay they're they're very clear on you're here that's the right thing for you this is where you're meant to be Mm. this was the drive that you're meant to take so as soon as I see them like for example if I've gone on like this week I went on I went out of the bubble like I've started this thing this year where I'm like I have this little bubble between where we live in our suburb and you and I would go to the um harbour pool that's there so we're sort of spoiled and we can just go to the for a swim there don't really need to go to the beach um we've got mm. the school which is down by the water and there's parks and everything mm. and then I've got my studio and my business and it's all within like a six minute drive of each other that's and I'm so like, good about I, now, I, need... <laughs> <laughs> I know but I'm like, I need to get out of the bubble. I need to mix mm. things up because I'm just getting too complacent. And I, the reason that I did that is because for years I was so spontaneous and here, there and everywhere prior to lockdown. And then once lockdown came, uh, I was like, right, I can hang around here. And then I felt really comfortable. And then I was loving the fact that I was one of those people that could make routine happen. Cause I was, I didn't feel that I was super organized mm. and I just felt it was giving me that. Now I'm like, right, I've nailed the routine. I can do that. I've committed to being that type of person. Now let's mix things up a bit. So I'm Mm. like, right, I need to go. And I just went for a little drive the other day, took my youngest with me because he's always with me. And we'll just go exploring everywhere else. Uh, in yeah. like, you know a time frame between like work and all these other things that we do um, mm. so i 'm going places and i 'm trying new places and i 'm seeing idiots all over the place or i 'm seeing like <laughs> signs written like my name on like buses and like mm. different things that i 'm driving past. So I'm like, cool. Like, I know I meant to do this little exploration. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, mm. Just, you know, trying different things. Not that I was always one of those people. This is it. I sort of gone through that spontaneous, take a drive up the central coast on a Tuesday and get back for school pickup type of thing. That was my mm. thing to do. Mm. And then I was like, energy levels, um, you know, got a lot going on. Should I be doing that? I sort of reined it in and got really steady. And in that time as well, like you and I were talking about the body and I was telling you about my adrenal and i was trying to Mm. um, heal myself that way so i'm not saying that this is for everyone i'm talking about my own personal way because i felt that my energy was dispersed everywhere and Mm. i wanted to really pull that in and have a go at being organized and make things feel good and now i've done that i'm like right okay let's dip my toe back out again and Mm. yeah i'm following the signs for it and seeing different things everywhere um so synchronicity wise also like I'm being very clear on it and the you know the energy of this year again it's huge and I just want to hammer that home how strong and potent the access is to anything spiritually energetically that you want to tune into you Mm. can literally bring your attention there five percent of your attention and it's going to give you information that you want so Mm. I'm really like instantaneous i sort of My focus is to narrow down the timelines of things that are occurring to have things like me see it, get feedback instantaneously, and then move through whatever that is. And then on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. And then mm. it makes things feel like less weighty, less burdened. So because I have that process behind whatever I'm moving through, then I'm getting instant feedback because that's what I've chosen. So mm. I feel like you can access your synchronicities and signs and use them in whatever way you want mm. by dancing with it if that's the way to say it where you're like right okay I'm going to use that to my advantage and how does that benefit me without getting weighed down without thinking what did that mean was that a yes or a no I don't know that's me like yes in the sky (laughs) but But that's why you're in my life because
1: I think you've reminded me of that and even with the crow you know I was so caught up and to be honest I was driving home from the library the other night and um a black cat ran in front of my car. You know, I get really crazy with this stuff. <laughs> but I am happy that you always pull me back into line and I think that's why you've come into my life to keep it a bit more balanced because it's able to just see those things and not, you know, like you said, get too caught up in them. And yeah, I think it's it's funny you talk about the routine as well because I know I'm the opposite. I'm more into my routine and I need to create that free space whereas you're like more of the free space Mm. wanting to create a routine so everyone's at a different level but I think it's yeah like finding that line down the middle I guess
0: um it is the balance point yeah mm. but it's there like this is it I think Things that have worked for me and I've sort of been building upon this like year after year amongst the chaos and then, you know, bringing it into this calmness and having that attitude is just really noticing where am I at in the middle? Where are my values and what do I want to call in to support that in whatever Mm -hmm. way? So synchronicity wise, you know, at the moment I'm I'm thinking of heading towards calling in a bit more support in my business uh, or maybe even energetically having, you know, aligning with someone else to see what's out there. Like I always sort of want to broaden my horizon on things. And I've sort of set that intention and things are happening because of that synchronicity wise and things are coming in. But it doesn't mean that I'm disrupted from my own personal goal of I'm going to explore things more. You know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to see other parts of the city and I'm going to do things. And Mm -hmm. I've been very intentional behind that as well about Mm. what I want to do professionally, what I want to do uh, in my relationship, what I want to do. Um, spiritually and, and everything else so forth mm. uh, but it hasn't always been that way it hasn't always been aligned that way but I feel like like I said you know the seeds has been sown in the last few years and mm. this is the year to really be like I'm going to grow my big trees this is it I'm going to bring my big trees and they're going to bear fruit and I'm behind that like I'm more aware of myself I'm more embodied I'm more clear um not to say that there isn't problems and issues and things that would be considered negative along the way because that's all part of the mm. journey but um, I'm taking that energy and I'm wearing as this big backpack and I'm just like taking out what I need every time <laughs> it's mm. like yeah give me that give me that go on I'll run with that I'll run with that it's so and inspiring it's Lou,
1: like to hear you talk like that because I think it's just everything you just said it's so amazing to Hear that you are living like that, and that you're able to, yeah, set those intentions, and that you're really aware of how you can. Uh, manipulates the wrong word, but how you can like really utilize like having that connection to that good energy, and really just how well your life can really flow, and how you can draw in that abundance, and you can draw in you know whatever you want with your business, and and even just being able to look at yourself and and reflect on where you're going and what you want, and and really trusting and having faith that that will be provided if that's the intention or that's what you're asking for um it's such an amazing way to live and um you know uh, you know really only only goodness really can come from from that sort of way of thinking and I think it's so I mean I also feel that I live the same way you know with that sort of connection and um it's just good to have the reminder and I think you just put it so well there that you can ask for what you want and you can set the intentions and if you're everything is aligned and you're doing all of your you know you're doing your spiritual work then
0: um you will bear the fruit of of that work I guess which yes. is sort of and that's what it. you're it's, doing it is a learning journey like I wasn't I would say up in in 2023 I thought I was on top of this and I wasn't and you're constantly a student of it and you're learning all the time and you're moving through things you know you can have I would have for example, you know, I, I write my manifestation list out and I am very clear on what I want. I have one for the year and then I have one every month about goals that I'm very specific about. And I would be hitting my goals and I'd be hitting monthly and I'm like, yeah, great, like thumbs up all the way. But
1: mm-hmm. at the same
0: time, internally, I was thinking – Mm, what am I really learning from this? Like, where is that, you know, authenticity in me that is really loving this juiciness of what's happening? Am I, do mm, I need to change mm. things with that? And really my way, old way of learning was through the hard way. Um, so I I came up against things that way. And I think everybody has their own process of learning uh, how to harness energy in their lives and to make things work for them. My husband has a very separate process, but things just work out for him as well because he's very clear, like he's very direct and logistical mm. and he mm. makes things happen that way. He just does it. For me, I have a different way, but but really what's behind, the energy behind it, the thing that we are both doing is the same energy. It's that intention. Yes. It's taking what we've learned. It's being authentic and pulling everything into it. Um, But I want to talk to you about the energy of Source, and your experience Mm. because this is really cool about you having your connection um to well we'll call it god because that's the conversation that we're leaning into um spiritually at the minute Mm, you mm. you can't say universe universe you can say co-creator and everything that is yeah source like source
1: was a big one i'm really into the word god right now and i think um just as a description of that force or you know whatever you want to call it And I have been on a bit of a trip last year at the end of last year, which I think is all part of this like cyclical nature of discovery and, you know, not being, I don't ever like to get stuck in one spiritual practice, I guess, or identify too much with one thing. And um, I think you can kind of like almost in a religious sense, get like limit yourself if you're kind of doing that. And I think it's always good to be open to, Uh, different, different spiritual practices and and ideas. And and it's always good to continue to research. And I think even if you research for your whole life (laughs) and it was your job, you were, you know, this is, you're a theologist or whatever, you're still never going to cover the amount of information that's been documented or shared by humans in every culture and every religion and every practice since the beginning of time. You know, there's so much information out there and so many different ways really to access ultimately what is the same thing, which is that connection to that energy, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the creator energy or that divine energy, which I really like. I really am using the word God right now, (laughs) which is Mm. quite, um, has a lot of stigma around it. But I did sort of get into the church last year at the end of last year, as you know, Lou, I sort of had a lot of synchronicities actually that are from that same energy source pushing me in that direction. And so I was undeniable and unignorable um, that I felt that I needed to really start to explore that a bit more. I, I guess I'm specifically talking about the Bible and I'm talking about, um, you know, that either Anglican, Presbyterian, uh, Catholic, that religion under Christianity or whatever you want to call it. And it is interesting because at that time, you know, whether you believe that Jesus walked on the earth or not and you believe in um, that type of religion. I do believe that Jesus did walk on the earth and I think that there's way too much in history to be able to deny the fact that he was a man and whether he was the son of God or whatever, whatever he was here for and whatever miracles he truly performed or not and whatever he was preaching. um, I mean, I think a lot of it is convoluted in particular parts of the Bible and a lot of the Bible, you know, has been left out. But that's sort of the path that I was going down at the end of last year. And I did go to church and I found it, quite, um, too Jesus centric. So they're kind of bypassing, um, or just focusing too much on Jesus. He so was just a guy, right? Like he was a, like a mm. human walking on the earth and they're using that, they're trying to get to God through Jesus. And I guess what came full circle for me was realizing that with my shamanic practices, I'm connecting with God directly. And so all of a sudden it just seemed sort of ridiculous and laughable actually that I would even go to church you know and try to access that through Jesus but what is interesting and what I think I really was seeking which I had the whole reason that I went down this whole weird trip with the church was that I really am. and it is sad that in this modern world there is no you know I like this the thought of church because it's that weekly reflection point where you can go and you can use this beautiful building which is built in the name of this energy whether it's God or universe or whatever these churches were built to honor that connection and in those practices in the church through prayer through um, group singing which I really really love that that energy that that creates that is all connecting you to God but they just it's just they were everyone's confused in that space because they're just focusing on Jesus <laughs> that's my personal take yeah on. so I was loving that connection with God and I thought oh maybe I could go anyway and just use that space with because the singing of the hymns and a lot of the hymns and the the prayers and the Bible verses are very on point in terms of their description of how you connect to source and how that feels and how to live a good life in that way. You know, there is a lot of very, very valuable information in the Bible around that stuff. And But yeah, I think I, what I was missing was just having the community that honors God without having to do it through Jesus. And yeah, just came back to the straight back to the shamanic work and realized how important <sighs> that was and how I already have that. <laughs> but it was yeah. something that I just needed to do and then um you bought me the Pista Sophia, so Lou bought me the Pista Sophia book which is um scrolls that were found, you know that have been dated back to that time. They were written at the same time as the Bible was written, as in um just like the Dead Sea Scrolls, like the parchment paper has been dated the ink things like that so it's legitimate information that was written at those times and it was the information has been since been discovered I think the Dead Sea Scrolls in the 70s um, and that has a lot of information about the Essenes but the information has not been included in new editions of the Bible and obviously for power and corruption and money reasons the Vatican are not you know wanting to put that information in there for instance, you know, they do talk a lot about even the chakras in certain sections of those texts. They talk about reincarnation. Um, Jesus talks about the, in the Pista Sophia directly, talks about the powers that we all have. He talks about miracles, you know, and this information, this, this information, and this is why I love the fact that Jesus was here, because if you go on these specific texts, there is a lot of information in there that is very shamanic and you can use the word shamanic or any other word you like but it really is about us having our own personal power and tools to be able to co-create our own lives and techniques specific techniques and understandings and teachings that allow each individual to be able to harness that and and that is what sh- that is an important thing to be shared and you know then there's a lot of conspiracy stuff coming in you know obviously Maybe the church don't want us to know all of that. Maybe they want us to rely on them. We have to go to church to get to these states and to live this particular way. So the whole thing is very, very interesting. And um, I'm really into these these texts at the moment, particularly the Gospel of Mary. Um, Just briefly, I would finish by saying Mary Magdalene was Jesus's spiritual um, partner and he taught her a lot of things, perhaps, that he maybe didn't share with his male disciples things like tantric sex, um, are included in the gospel of Mary. You know, there's a lot of esoteric stuff in there that, um, you know, whoever this guy was, Jesus, hey Lou, I don't know, but he knew some stuff, right? Like how did yeah. he know that stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's interesting yeah. and it's, i it's not the be all and end all, but it's worth considering. And I personally find it fascinating. So I've kind of built that, that Jesus Christian Catholic side into my life that way. Um, that's still honouring, you know, the, the shamanic practices, which to be honest, it's all interlinked together. And, um, yeah, mm. it's fascinating.
0: And let us know how, what, what ended up. What You found your group. You ended up finding the, a way to connect with people that yes. was like a, so a gallery. Then I found. A, wasn't it the, the group, the online group? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's an online um, Bible study group but it focuses on Bible study from a spiritual battle perspective. And I did just do the spiritual battle course with the shaman that we train with. And, um, it's about you looking at all the information in the Bible and looking at it through that different lens, I suppose of, okay, what are the tools we need? What are we fighting here? You know, in terms of that light and dark, you know, there's, there is a lot of dark in the world at the moment and, I think 2024. You know, COVID's a long way away for when we're in Australia. We're in a Western country, but there is a lot of war going on right now. There is bloodshed, and uh, you know, in the Gaza Strip, and still going on in the Ukraine. And there is worldwide. There is a lot of really dark energy going on, and so the spiritual battle part of that is, you know, how how can we use our shamanic journeys and our practices to and our and keeping ourselves pure to keep that sort of lighter side strong, I suppose. So you can actually use the Bible for that. And there's a lot of information in there that gives very good advice about how to execute that as like a spiritual warrior, spiritual light warrior. So in terms of yeah, the Bible study group in terms of spiritual battle is like the most ultimate group (laughs) that I ever could have found. (laughs) It's incredible exactly. and I'm so happy that, these, that there are other people on the same page. It's a very small group, Lou, <laughs> but all the same. Um, it gives me that outlet to be able to discuss it with other people and understand it, which is what I think I was really looking for,
0: like in that church community. Mm. and this just ties in I wanted to sort of like put that out there because it ties in with what I was just saying you have this instantaneous request of something that you're looking for whether that is spiritual whether that's in career whether that's in a partner you walk through the process of it of understanding you have the lived experience of putting yourself out there going to church trying different ways and then ultimately you get the answer you arrive at the destination because you put the work in mm. of something that you you wanted to do which it's just showing energetically it's the same process that many people will be moving through in various aspects of their lives. Um, and I think, you know, even for something so mm, unique mm. as that, you were looking for something that was a like a, a study group or a com- community or a connection of people that were on the same page as you to discuss this very specific niche topic that mm. I think many people are yes. not aware <laughs> of. And you, and you found mm. it. You found it. You got there. You yes. found the most perfect thing and for it- you. It came out of that. Uh, be,
1: that's how it, it came it did. to be it through did, that whole yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, so and true, Lou. All the synchronicities, all the things that you you know, you know follow along, I think that's the perfect storyline of how people can see this, if it's playing out in their own life. If you just get clear on what exactly you want and it does it's not clear when you're moving through it, don't have that expectation that when you're going there to that first place, that first following the sign, it's not going to be the whole answer. It's not going to be all of that. But you're mm. picking up the breadcrumbs and you're moving along and you're following them to eventually make the cake. So you know this is happening. We're the second week into Feb. You had that process from the end of the year till now. That could have took you a few years if we we mm. didn't harness the energy of 2024. Yes. You know it's so strong yeah. now that you can yeah. you can yep. fast forward everything. You can accelerate. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. this is in every, every aspect of life, every, every path that you're choosing to move forward, every relationship that you have, everything that you're moving towards is right there. If Mm. you want it, it's like, we're collapsing these timelines really quicker and quicker every year. So that is, Mm. that's 2024 in a nutshell. That's it. Just put it out there, what you want, follow the synchronicities, and things are going to show up for you left, right and center.
1: Yeah, and I was just thinking, it's actually the eve of Chinese New Year, so even though we're not you Chinese, I think um, yeah. the Chinese culture are obviously are also very spiritually connected in their own way. And you have to look at every practice. And I mean, I love Chinese New oh. Year, so I'm a bit biased, but it is the year of the dragon, and mm. I think it's really aligned with with the energy we've discussed, which is about really believing in yourself, making really bold moves. You know, a lot of the other Chinese animals like the rabbit and the pig are about staying steady, you know, um, just focusing on what you have. But the year of the dragon really is about, it's about innovating. It's about claiming your power, believing in yourself, finding your strength and making really bold moves. So I think uh, that's a good note to finish on. And that's starting to run. Yes,
0: yes, dragon energy. I always see dragons come along in journeys. So everyone has their Mm. own dragon counterpart. And I see them come along in journeys when we need them most as well. So when things seem really big and overwhelming and especially fears in our lives and situations that have happened. The dragons tend to come in and they just melt away anything that isn't for us in that format because sometimes when things, you know, we feel so small and something else feels so big, particularly a fear, it can really consume us. The dragons come in and they're just, you know, that fear is nothing to them. You're working with them. You're clearing everything mm, mm. in really easily. Uh, they they take no prisoners. <laughs> they just I'm so use excited. what they've got <laughs> to their strongest energy. Yeah, I've been working with them mm. for the last couple of years and they're just the most... Powerful way, especially in spiritual battle as well. You know, when you're moving through things, if you've got the dragons right beside you. Nobody is touching you. They have just the uh, the way of using their elemental gifts as well to mm. just dissipate and dissolve so quickly. And I see this with people when I when I'm doing journeys for them. So the dragon comes in straight away after when I when we were recapping in the journey. They're like, "Oh, that's gone. It's it's completely gone." It there's not a process of like, right, we need to move through this, and this is your protocol when you finish the journey that it's recommended that you do this it's like that one thing there that's gone the dragon's there mm. it's taken mm. away that's the power oh, I'm so of happy the dragon to hear that.
1: amazing
0: yes <laughs> yes I, I have a dragon eye crystal as well it's so amazing sometimes I bring it into the studio and everyone ah. is just drawn to it and it's always when they're going through a process of up leveling their lives as well because mm. they're like mm. shifting things and clearing things so yes so much good energy to move forward with guys you've got it
1: all going on though totally and Lou I think I'm getting a sign from the universe right now that my phone is on one percent my recording device (laughs)
0: okay and I don't want my phone to to cut
1: off but um yeah yeah hopefully we'll get to go and celebrate the year of the dragon tomorrow night too I think the Chinese new year celebrations are on so if anyone's listening today or tomorrow get out there and celebrate the year of the dragon
0: Okay. Well, all the best with the energy, guys. We will be back again next time with another episode. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead. Uh, Sending you all so much high energy for 2024.
1: Definitely. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.